revolution. Your paradigm is about to shift at the intersection of fact and reason. You're entering Kingston Country. I'm Dan Kingston, and you're listening to the Dan Kingston Podcast. So the Wall Street Journal is reporting that the Biden administration's considering payouts of $450,000, nearly half a million dollars, to each individual separated from their family at the border. When asked by Fox News correspondent Peter Ducey about the $450,000 payments, Biden said, quote, that is not going to happen. And he called the reporting, quote, garbage. Well, this prompted the ACLU to get into the game. And they went ahead and said, quote, President Biden may not have been fully briefed about the actions of his very own Justice Department. Of course, the ACLU, American Civil Liberties Union, far-left organization, now uh, reminding the president about the campaign promises he made and reminding him that the Wall Street Journal reporting about the $450,000 payments apparently is accurate, and he's not even aware of what's going on in his own Justice Department. I mean, I'm sure you're hardly surprised whether you're on the left or the right, independent, wherever you fall. You're probably like most Americans right now, looking at our leader uh, at the top and wondering either inwardly or outwardly, is this guy in charge? Does he have a grip? Uh, is he um, uh, fully competent? Was he ever fully competent? You might think that I'm suggesting his age uh, might be a factor. No, I'm suggesting that his cranial capacity for thought, uh, his his IQ, his intelligence, his reasoning abilities. I, I don't know if there's much going on up there. It doesn't take much to be a lifelong politician. Once you're in, you're in. And that's what Joe Biden has been. He was shown uh, when he first ran for president that he wasn't very bright. He knew it himself, which is why he plagiarized all of Bobby Kennedy's speeches, word for word, paragraph for paragraph. And he was caught doing it. And somehow uh, he just kept at it. And enough time went by where people finally forgot that Joe, common Joe, used to uh, be the, uh, tried to sell himself as an intellectual Joe, big thinking Joe. Of, you know, enough time went by. People, people forgot about the plagiarizing. People forgot that, that uh, he made all this uh, phony image for himself the first time he ran for president. And he reinvented himself as kind of like an average day Joe. You know, he's your neighborhood Joe. And uh, that's fine. That's fine, except now he's trying to be far-left socialist, Joe. And he campaigned on being moderate. And he, he lied, right? He lied. Now, the ACLU getting on his case, you have far-right organizations, far-left organizations. You got center-of-the-road organizations. It seems like Biden is getting attacked all the way around. And I think that's 
um, symbolic of his, his weak uh, leadership. He's not able to get anything done. He hides from the cameras. He doesn't get in the press conferences. He doesn't get in the tough interviews. And so uh, is it really a surprise? Is it a surprise that Virginia happened, that New Jersey was closer than everybody thought it would be? And um, going back to the $450,000 payments, essentially you're looking at a million dollars per family. Most of the the people separated, you know, it's a, a two of them, right? You can't be separated from yourself. So the $450,000 payment times two, you're looking at close to a million dollars per family. And you got close to a thousand of these families. So, I mean, uh, you're looking at like a billion dollars, right? Or more? Over a billion dollars. And, and just as comparison, I'll ask you this. Um, I mean, does it, does it mean anything to be an American citizen? Uh, does it mean anything to be an American citizen when you're handing out payments of $450,000 to migrants illegally trying to get into this country? Okay, for, of course, because they're searching for a better life. I understand that. But, uh, but still, the $450,000, that's on par with what U.S. service members get uh, um, or their family, rather, when they're killed in the line of duty, their next of kin, the insurance payments are about $400,000. And so you're compensating migrants for breaking the law, coming into this country illegally, irresponsibly, putting their, their lives and their children's lives in danger, and then rewarding them $450,000 for doing that. Are the unintended consequences of this uh, being considered? And one of those unintended consequences is just the very idea of American citizenship being uh, eroded. Uh, but, but the other one that comes to mind more is, is this going to promote more migrants to come uh, try to risk their lives and cross a treacherous border. And, and uh, because if they get through, they're going to get a lottery payday of half a million dollars for themselves and, you know, and, that, and that same amount for whoever got separated. And now couldn't there be a lot of, of um, I would just think there's a lot of fraud, that a lot of fraud would happen. When you're talking about this much money, uh, is there going to be fraud? It was just uh, reported uh, a migrant who posed as a minor while crossing the border uh, just charged with murder in Florida. The guy took him in, uh, by all accounts, uh, took him under his wing, and uh, this migrant posed as a 17-year-old, was actually 24, ended up killing him with a knife, just stabbing him, mentally unstable. Obviously, you know, coming from a third world country and you're risking your life. And, and you look at the picture of the, of the suspect of this um, migrant who uh, posed as a minor and he doesn't look 
he, I mean, he kind of looks retarded. I'm not, I don't know any, I'm, I'm not saying that like, uh, to make fun of it. I'm re- really, he really does. And, um, so, uh, you know, and he's a suspect, right? All this, the, the, the story has to, to come to light and you can always look at anecdotes and stories and, and it, the larger point I'm trying to make right now is that there's fraud. Because these people, they come over, it's not like they have a passport or it's not like they have documentation. It's very hard, I would imagine, to figure out who these people are, to confirm their identity, to make sure that they're not a risk to national security or to themselves. Or are they just going to be a, like a mentally unstable person? So you have this year reportedly on pace to have 2.3 million people, migrants, coming into the country illegally. That's a population of Houston. Houston is the fourth largest populated city in the country. And there's only three cities uh, more populated, New York City, Los Angeles, Chicago. So that would make the uh, number of migrants coming into the country this year tied for the fourth largest city. You can't keep that up. How many undocumented folks are there in this country? And nobody knows. Nobody knows. And you have problems with health care and you have problems with housing. And to not admit and to acknowledge that having a huge underclass of people living in this country that are not citizens, they're not, not necessarily contributing the way citizens can. And because of that, and some of them are, some of them aren't. But if you're not contributing and you're taking up all the social services and we're not, we're not able to, to know who's here and who's not here, and you're thinking maybe the problem with housing, all the, the low-income housing, and if you're in a Republican state, I don't know if you have this and, and where you live in California, there's lots of subsidized housing, low-income housing. There's a, a real housing shortage in California and many other states. And, uh, and some states do a good job, like Arizona, they build enough housing. In California, they do not, but they do build this low-income subsidized housing, and it's just filled up with undocumented and it squeezes out American citizens. And I, I just ask you, does it mean anything to be an American citizen anymore? I mean, besides the fact that, uh, you have to, you know, pay taxes, you know, there's this idea that the, uh, that we need the government and liberals say this all the time, you know, they believe government is good. But the government needs us. It's completely backwards. It's not that, that we need the government to save us. The government needs us. They got nothing. All the revenue is from, from the citizens. And they act like it's not our money that they're giving out. Half a million dollars to... Where is it going? Just in your, in your pocket, out out there it's not even going back into your communities when you're sending this kind of money you know outside and we spend so much 
so much outside of our country that doesn't directly benefit American citizens. Why is our taxpayer money not going back in to benefit American citizens? Every dollar, every taxpayer dollar, if it's not going back in some way to benefit an American citizen, that should be discussed. That should be explained. That should be, you know, approved by the American citizenship. If it means anything, that is, to be an American citizen, we just spend, we spend, we spend. And if you question, you question the fact that the interest payments are, you know, on the debt, any of this reality, you get shot down by the far left, by the media. You can't talk about it. Can't even talk about it. And a big part of, of the reason why we're always behind and why we can't get the health care, we can't get the housing, and why some communities never get better, they always are behind. Um, you know, you have a tremendous wealth in Silicon Valley, in different uh, technological hubs in the country, and yet you have a Areas that get worse and worse and worse. You know, if you actually had a real border, a, a real country, you'd a- a be able to actually take care of the citizens in that country. But it's because we have this situation where anybody can, can come in easily and get the benefits of being an American citizen without actually being an American citizen. And as long as that's the case... Then, then the benefits of being a citizen will go down and down and down until really it means nothing at all. And, and that's what they want. I mean, that, and that's what the globalist elites want. And they're the ones that control everything. That's why Republicans, Democrats, immigration, it never gets fixed. I mean, Trump came in there, he said, build the wall. And he's criticized by everybody. The right, the left, said it was impossible, couldn't be done. You know, if you actually create a country, the border, and you actually have a number of citizens, and it's not completely being diluted, then you can take care of those citizens. Maybe Bernie Sanders would have more of a a crowd, actually. You know, maybe Andrew Yang, this idea of the universal income, maybe a universal pre-K. Uh, some of these, uh, you could call them handouts. Maybe that's something that should be considered for American citizens. But if it's going to go to every migrant who gets their way over here, then this country is going to go bankrupt overnight. There's no discussion about how you have to build the wall. You have to solidify the country before you can start taking care of the American citizen the way that these socialists want to do. Now, I'm not saying that I'm for universal income. I'm not saying that I'm for handouts and, and for all this stuff. But it, it seems to me like that's a good bargaining chip that we have. And we should be using that as leverage. People on the right that believe in the idea of citizenship 
and extend an olive branch to the left. Hey, maybe we could do more for the American citizen if we didn't have hordes, millions upon millions of migrants coming into the country every year that that are we know are going to sign up for these programs and just completely run them into debt. And it's already happening right now. This is Kingston Country. So why do the globalist elites, the, uh, the Bill Gates, the, the Epsteins, you know, the world, why are these people uh, encouraging the, uh, the one world government thing? I mean, you know why. It's follow the money, right? Follow the money. So we have a, a, an invasion right now. But what's coming next? What's the next invasion? What's the next alien invasion? And I, I really think there's going to be an alien invasion. Not, not a migrant invasion, an extraterrestrial invasion. Yes. Yes. And now, look, I, I'm going to try to do this podcast every day for you. And for me. Honestly, I'm doing it for me. If I'm going to be completely honest, I'm doing it for me. But at the same time, I want to be helpful to you. So I I would like you to let me know if I'm on track, if I'm not on track, how I'm doing. But essentially, I've I've had this idea. I'm going to make it more of a conversation. Just more of like a conversation. And not everything has to be politics either. Because sometimes politics, it's just too much. It's too much and there's nothing to be said that hasn't already be said. And I, I'm not here to be a fact-finding, you know, uh, let me read you this quote and that quote and get you this piece of information and this piece of information and, and then read like an encyclopedia. No one wants that. You don't want that. That's not fun for anybody. But just having a conversation about these things, a conversation that maybe can't be had anywhere else because of wokeism, because the woke are completely out of control. You can't even talk, uh, even if you're a, a Democrat, you can't talk to another Democrat. And let alone if, if you're a conservative, then you really can't talk to anybody. There, there's a, a lack of uh, thought and a lack of diversity of thought. And we talked about that yesterday. But just having a, this conversation that you can't have, and, and when I say extraterrestrial invasion, it's, it's like a conversation I would have with a friend or um, somebody I know I would say, you know, and I've had this conversation before. I've said, I think there's going to be an extraterrestrial invasion, but it's, it's not going to be real extraterrestrials. They're not going to actually be aliens. But the... the um, I don't know who is the CIA, whoever is going to control it, manipulate it. Uh, they're going to make it look like aliens are invading. Why? Because that will encourage a one world government. You've heard about it, hinted at before. Uh, President Bill Clinton went ahead and said that he believed that an alien invasion would bring the world together. So there's already been hints about it. and. What would happen? How could they do it? They could easily manipulate 
uh, footage, and maybe it's been done already to make us think we are being inhabited by extraterrestrials and that we have to come together as a planet, as a one world government to fight them off or to at least to defend ourselves. And this could be used in order to achieve their goals. Whenever the talk about extraterrestrials is being brought up by the government, you have to ask why. Why are they releasing the footage? Why are they talking about UFOs and extraterrestrials being a threat to our national defense when we all know they're ours? Those are, those are likely to be drones that maybe have nuclear propulsion or some kind of advanced propulsion that do not have pilots in them that are able to outmaneuver fighter jets and we are testing them against our own jets. How do I know? I know. Okay? I know. That's what's going on. There's not little greed men coming out there. If anything, there could be a, a weird phenomenon that we haven't discovered yet scientifically about this planet. And that could be some of the aerial phenomena. But realistically, this idea that an extraterrestrial invasion is going to be uh, put on the world, uh, and especially the American people and other uh, countries that are um, have pride, and it's going to say, look, you aren't anything anymore because aliens are going to invade. You all have to form a one-world government. What do you think? I mean, would it mean anything uh, at that point to be an American if the aliens invade, right? And let me know if you like this new conversational approach to uh, the podcast and um, please subscribe if you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening i see it and i uh, recognize it and i appreciate it and you can also leave a message on anchor fm or contact me on twitter i'm on twitter and i'd love to have a conversation with you kingston country you've been listening to the dan kingston podcast 